You are now listening to the African Growth Opportunity Podcast. You're, I'm your host, Udocho KK. On the African Growth Opportunity Podcast, I talk about woke issues. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I talk about really just issues relevant to Africa and the diaspora and um, development and things of that nature and how we can just overall do better. Yes. So today's topic I'm going to be talking about should uh, Chimamanda Adichie and um, no, this is the topic I'm talking about. If Chimamanda Adichie or Nedio Korafor are nominated for an actual Nobel Prize uh, for literature, for example, should we celebrate? Should we celebrate? Should we celebrate, especially if their body of work and personal brands do not reflect traditional African ideologies? Should we really be that excited? Should we really feel like this is a win for us? And so you're going to be surprised by my answer. You really may. I mean, depending on where you, but I, I think I tend to have a viewpoint that is in the minority of views um, that really, so that's why, you know, if you were to go mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the wokest of them all, uh, without boasting, I like to say it's me (laughs) anyway. Um, so what I would like to really bring to your attention, first of all, I was researching because I saw a friend of mine, um, on Facebook post, and I have a lot of really like interesting people who are my friends on Facebook. I love them. I love them all. Um, some more than others though, as we all do. So one particular person on my Facebook group, uh, in my Facebook page, uh, on my timeline posted, uh, a posted a, um, a, a screenshot of someone who had posted, we are breaking records Two Nigerians, Igbos, Chimamanda Adichie and Nadio Korafor have been nominated for the alternative Nobel prize for literature. No Nigerian has won the Nobel prize for literature since Wole Soyinka did in 1986. Congratulations to them. And I'm going to talk about what that alternative Nobel prize means in a second, but first let's talk about, uh, the person who posted this thing. They actually commented as long as these two women do not stand for anything indigenous, these awards are useless to Indibo, Indibo, Igbo people. Alt- literature is fiction. Anybody can write fiction. We want women who would create hypothesis that would become theories for indigenous people. Tomorrow they would use the fame of the award to force negative Western ideologies on our children. Ouch. Listen to those words. Are they not like the most gut, like punch in the gut words ever to something that could potentially be what could we would usually consider a win. Now let's break down what he's saying. First of all, let's go back alternative Nobel prize for literature. I had to go and Google that. I was like, I've never heard of the alternative Nobel prize for literature. And actually what that was, was, um, the Nobel prize had a big scandal, um, last year, I believe. And they postponed the, uh, Nobel prize giving ceremony until 2019. So there should be a Nobel prize ceremony this year that should be given out to, um, people who are excellent in their field as always. Um, but there was a sex scandal in the Nobel prize community and they had to handle that. So they postponed it. So a group of 100 Swedish volunteers, uh, decided, Hey, we are going to provide an alternative global, uh, alternative global literature prize in 2018. And they decided they picked a list of people that they would be, um, they would be, uh, 
you know, voting on whether or not they should deserve this alternative Nobel Prize. These 100 volunteers uh, consisted of judges and people who would uh, put together this whole um, ceremony and give away this prize. You know, the Nobel Prize usually comes with a, um, a check of like a million dollars or so. I don't, I don't remember how much exactly. I don't know if this Nobel Prize actually came with money. This alternative Nobel Prize actually came with money. But let's just be clear. Oh, let's see. The new academy set a goal of raising 1 million Swedish krona, about US $111,000 for the cash prize. This is only literature. This alternative Nobel Prize was only for literature. So this eleven, this $111,000 uh, would go directly to the literature winner, um, which is, you know, not a bad chunk of change uh, for the cash prize. And so they did a Kickstarter and raised a small amount, I think $8,000, and I think they were still raising and they were trying to put together money for a awards gala also on December 9th of 2018. But they were gonna give the winner of this alternative Nobel Prize for Literature some money. So um, this this is actually called the New Academy prize in literature it is like they say the alternative to the nobel prize that year so this is not exactly the nobel prize and these people who are celebrating this whole alternative nobel prize as they were calling it uh seem not to understand that because they started comparing it to wole soyinka winning the no the actual nobel prize for literature in 1986 so people don't seem to understand that this is not the same and it you know and they were celebrating it like it was a huge win when in fact it was a consolation prize but it's okay let's aside from that suppose chimamanda and um and nedi actually did win and or actually did get nominated and win one of them actually won the actual nobel prize for literature how do we respond and i think my brother um he's not my actual birth brother you know what i mean uh on, on facebook actually brings up a very good point if they are not representative of the um of the african ideologies if they're just you know if they're if they're actually promoting or eschewing uh uh, ideologies that are you know not really beneficial to the african people should we really celebrate them should we celebrate them and i find that an interesting um concept because i grew up in america and most of the people in america we always complain about what is black right and we're always fighting about that whole thing and when sometimes people pop up and like you know they complain about things like cultural appropriation we complain about things like um you know a person when black people say oh i'm not black i'm this i'm you know something else we're like oh you're denying us blah 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 and i personally then it's okay here's that unpopular opinion i told you i was going to give you um think that you know you have to be honest with yourself what is the ideology i believe ideology trumps everything i believe ideology is foundational to culture and i believe ideology trumps everything else because that ideology is going to determine your way of life so you can't you know some people say skin folk aren't kin folk just because they're black doesn't mean that they're 
my brother. And so that depends also. It depends on if your ideology is that all black people are your brothers. If that's your ideology, then that's your ideology and you live according to that. But if your ideology is that, well, you know, skin folk ain't kin folk, and then you ultimately are connect, you feel more connected to people who are not black than, than yourself, that's your ideology. Ideology trumps everything because it determines your way of life. So if you are going to celebrate Nadi Okorafor and uh, Chimamanda Adichie, if they actually did win the Nobel Prize, ultimately, I believe that that you can't hold a person accountable for something that they don't believe in. So if somebody was to say, I'm not going to celebrate them, then you, if you have a big problem with it, the first question you will ask is why aren't you going to celebrate them? I don't think any of us, any of us, my personal ideology, my personal philosophical belief is that I don't think any black or African person should go out there and bash them to the world and say, Hey, Nedi and Chimamanda do not deserve to get this award and then go to America and go to Europe and tell, you know, non-Africans who may not understand or care, um, that no, these people do not deserve this award because they don't represent us, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that somebody of another culture really cares whether or not they represent you? Those people that you're complaining to don't represent you. So I don't think that it's necessary, but I believe it's a necessary conversation amongst ourselves if we don't want to show up to their ceremony or if we don't want to be like, if we want to clap in public, but just strategize and, and converse in private, that is a whole nother ball game. So I do not think that these two people, I don't, I do not, I do not think that we should badmouth them in public just because I mean, in mixed company, I do not think that we should badmouth them in mixed company just because we do not, if just, if we do not think that they, they, um, they, you know, excellently represent, uh, traditional cultural ideologies and things that will, uh, uplift the Igbo community. I'll specifically speak about Igbo cause they're both Igbo and, you know, I'm Igbo. So that's why I'm talking about, uh, specifically the Igbo community. So if we, if we felt that these two women did not fully represent the Igbo community, then yeah, that would be a conversation that we should have amongst ourselves. Like, all right, well, yeah, maybe we should encourage people who do represent the Igbo, uh, Igbo ideologies. And I do believe that Igbo does have its own ideology. Um, so I believe that if, if these women do choose to represent a different ideology than those who do represent the Igbo ideology have every right to choose not to celebrate them. That is my unpopular opinion. Um, in general, I think that a lot of times the problem and the divisions between blacks of Africa and the diaspora is that there really is no unifying ideology. And we get out there and we have big conversations and frustrating conversations on the world stage that do not, that we're cl claiming represents blackness, but they don't, they're not representing blackness. They're representing a shadow of blackness that white or uh, all, all other cultures uh, understand and, and take in as if it's the actual representation of blackness. So we should have those conversations. Do these, do, does this, what is, what are we, who are we, what are we doing here? What are we to each other? You know, like when you're dating, uh, but anyway, no, seriously, I think we should have those conversations. Do these people represent the ideologies and should we be celebrating them? Because if we celebrate them today, what's going to happen as my brother on Facebook rightly pointed out, 
tomorrow, as he said, <clears throat> and I quote, tomorrow they will use their fame of the award to force negative Western ideologies on our children. And so that's his opinion that Western ideologies are negative. And uh, Chimamanda has promoted feminism, which a lot of Africans, more than you would realize, do not think feminism is a good or necessary uh, ideology in the way that it is it is uh, um, collated in the West to bring into Africa. A lot of people believe that. And you'll be surprised just how many. And they're not all men. So, um, so yeah, so I think that people do have to make that decision amongst themselves. Is this something that is helpful? Is this something that is beneficial? Is this something that is um, healthy, healthy for the African community? And so um, I would like to add to this conversation that um, when is it okay to celebrate these people? Now, is it a win for us? It really depends on what you take as a win. If you think being celebrated by another culture um, or being recognized or appreciated or validated by another culture is a win for you if you believe that that is your ultimate, um, if, if you believe that that's something you really need, then sure, it looks like a win to you. Um, but I actually posted on Facebook yesterday, something I said, Africa is playing for accolades and ignoring the purpose of the main event. And I really believe that actually, I, I, I think that Africa often plays for accolades. We try to be approved. We, we play for, for, for hand claps and thumbs ups and, and, uh, heart emojis, <laughs> just kidding. But like we play for hand we play for applause we play for standing ovations we play for thumbs up at the end of the day we forget that the main event is more than that it's a marathon not a sprint we have to we have to stay in the game we have to keep fighting we have to keep playing we have to keep building we have to keep you know being constructive and helping each other and so at the end of the day when we don't fortify the ideology when we don't fortify the foundation and we're so busy trying to paint the walls when there's when the foundation is cracked and, un, and 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 not sturdy then at the end of the day we're going to fall apart the house we're building is a house of cards and it's going to crumble so at the end so that's what i'm trying to say that is the message that i'm trying to put forth is that um what are we doing what are we doing? Are we dating? Are we, I don't know why I keep making that joke. Um, but seriously, what are we doing Africans? What are we doing? Black people of the diaspora? What are we doing? Um, I think we have to really decide you. And as a person, you have to decide what is your predominant ideology? What do you believe? And then who are your kinfolk? Who are those people who believe what you believe and what are y'all trying to accomplish? And once you answer those questions, these types of decisions become much easier for you. Whether or not you should celebrate Chimamanda and, and, and Nnedi if they were to actually win an actual Nobel Prize, um, that decision becomes very easy for you. Whether or not you should speak out in public against certain things becomes very easy for you. Whether or not you should protest, whether or not you should riot, whether or not you should resist the government, all of those decisions become much easier for you when you have a underlying ideology behind what you believe, why you're doing what you're doing, what your foundation is, who are your kinfolk. Those decisions become much easier for you. But when you are just playing for accolades and ignoring the purpose of the main event, all of a sudden these conversations become endless debates at every uh, cultural meeting where you're just like, are we this? Are we that? What are we doing? We should build, we should construct, we should do this. And no one will ever do anything because in your heart of hearts, 
you are not really passionate about any of the answers to those questions. So you need a strong why. You need a strong motivation. And you know, you, you know, you just really need a strong why. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? You need it. So, um, you know, all these people who always ask the meaning of life, the reason they always ask them, what is the meaning of life is because they have no foundational ideology that is guiding their decisions. And that is where it comes from. Um, what else was I going to say? There was one other, uh, argument. There was one other thing that my brother brought up that I wanted to really address. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, Chimamanda and Nnedi were nominated for the alternative Nobel prize. Um, and you know, he said that, you know, fiction is fiction. Anybody can write fiction. What we want is women who would create a hypothesis that would become the theories for indigenous people. And, um, and I believe, I believe that that's, uh, that's actually right. And so, okay. So that's what I was going to say. So those people who are listening to this are like, what, what is she talking about? How dare you? What are you talking about, about all this? What, and what, what do you even think is indigenous ideologies? What do you even think Igbo people believe? What do you, you know, some of, some people actually say that. And I actually, you know, I could leave you all here as a cliffhanger and say, well, comment and tell me what you think about indigenous ideologies, but that's just not how I roll. That's not my ideology. That's not my philosophy. I don't really, you know, I don't really feel it's that important that everyone want to discuss what is an indigenous ideology because that's a distracting conversation. I think we just need to, um, I think it's better if I were just to kind of give you my opinion. And then if you agree, you agree. If you don't agree, you can argue with the mirror because it has nothing to do with me at the end of the day ideology is something that a personal person personally issues to. And if other people don't agree to that, it doesn't change the way that person's way of life is unless that person themselves decides that they don't agree with what they were originally believing in. Just like Christianity, you want to get converts, but if someone doesn't convert, then you just, they, until they convert, they're not a Christian. So uh, uh, as is the same with an ideology, I believe that Igbo is an ideology. Um, that's my personal belief. And I don't, and I'll say that proudly. I'll say that confidently. Um, I believe that Igbo is an ideology. Igbo is something that you can learn for the rest of your life, not just the, on a language surface level, but also on a cultural, the, the cultural implications of what the language is actually saying in the words that they say in the way that they say them. So I believe that Igbo is an ideology. It is a, it is a framework of looking at the world and and if you want it, you want it. If you don't want it, you can agree and say, hey, I don't believe in this emo stuff. I think I, I don't think people uh, I don't think anybody's birthright is Igbo. They have to agree to be an Igbo. And so Igbos are very, very particular about welcoming. Um, you know, that's why the phrase Igbo Kwenu, that means like, you know, Igbos almost are welcoming you in a way that's that's what that phrase actually means but we throw it around so often um that it almost becomes meaningless um we have a we have a colonet ceremony only people who are welcome can actually hear that understand that ceremony because they will only say it in Igbo we have um nzu a, you know a kind of salt it's like if someone doesn't offer you nzu 
or if someone doesn't, you know, there's a, there are certain things that it's like, if you don't, if people don't do these things for you, that means you're not truly welcome. If somebody doesn't eat in your house, that means they don't trust you. These types of things are actually like part of the Igbo framework, which should go to show that you are not by birthright Igbo. So you can literally be banned from the Igbo, you know, you don't just because you speak the language or understand the language or even understand it partly or because you have blood. And I feel like a lot of people want to be told that they are just Igbo because they were born Igbo, they were born to Igbo parents or they this or that or this or that without fully becoming, understanding the culture. And that's actually how culture becomes corrupted. But that's another story altogether. If the people don't want to, people don't want to wholesale become Igbo, but they want to say that they're Igbo. Why? Because they feel empty and lost without an identity but you can't have an identity without actually being that's why even in the bible the bible says do do not take the name of the lord in vain and people think that just means don't say you know don't curse with god's name but it actually what it actually means and i learned this um at the church that i used to go to that it actually means do not bear the name of the lord god in vain so do not walk around saying that you're a christian and not living according to Christian lifestyle. It's like if you are a child of, if your last name is is um, Johnson and your father's name was Johnson, that father will now tell their son, do not wear the Johnson name in vain. When you walk out there and you say that your name is Johnson, you better represent everything that a Johnson represents. That is what it means. And the same thing goes with Igbo. Do you represent what Igbo represents? And so at the end of the day, all of these things are very, are very critical. And when you see the way Igbos behave, you realize that Igbo actually has a way of life attributed and associated with being Igbo. So people can't just walk around saying that they're Igbo and people feel lost and empty when you tell them, hey, you're not Igbo because you don't do what Igbos do. They become angry, they become resistant, they become uh, egoistic and want to tell you instead what Igbo actually is and should be until you figure, until they realize, you know, they almost want to fight against Igbo because you don't tell, you tell them, hey, you're not Igbo and please stop, please stop corrupting our culture. So I personally think that Igbo, I also think that there are flaws with Igbo. I think Igbo should preserve their culture through um, the ways in which human beings preserve their culture through writing, through um, through documentation, through um, historical, like building museums, building uh, infrastructure that really celebrates their culture as opposed to just assuming that people will take it for what it is. The world is changing and people are building monuments to themselves and their, to their culture. And that's exactly what you need to do if you're really serious about preserving your culture. Fortunately for us, we live in a very diverse and multi-ethnic world where people are actually encouraging and embracing the idea of a world where we're all coexisting even with different cultures. And the technology has allowed it for us to not really need to fight each other as much we can actually coexist based on even though we have differing ideologies we can actually coexist as we're seeing in varying parts of the world and with globalization it becomes more and more essential that different communities are actually able to be sustainable um, in order for free trade to happen in order for us to interact with each other in a fair way as opposed to enslaving one another or treating each other very poorly so um, 
or treating one person poorly and then having the two cultures resent one another because somebody wasn't treated fairly. So I really believe that this multi-ethnic world is possible. This multi, uh, multi, um, multi different cultural multicultural world is possible i really believe that the, it is but you but we need to be honest about what we're doing who we are to one another you know when ibo doesn't quegi when people when ibo doesn't quen unu then you have to understand why and try to um realign yourself so that you are somebody that ibo will quen. otherwise don't 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 do exchange with them don't look for their resources if you are not able to a, 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 you know, fall in line or, or respect that culture, you should really resist the urge to try to um, penetrate into that culture and that community just for the resources. Instead, try to be respectful of that culture and their ways of life and do, do fair exchange with them. Um, I think that is, the, that, is the, that is the mindset, that is the framework that the entire world needs in order for us to coexist peaceably. So, um, even when that means you are born of a culture and you don't want to live according to that culture, just accept that you're not part of that culture and go to a culture that you feel more welcome in period. It's that simple. <laughs> so, um, so should we celebrate Chimamanda and Nadio Kora for if, oh, and maybe you won't be asking what is the Igbo culture? What is the, what do they stand for? I don't think that's, I think that's outside of the scope of this particular episode. I think there's research that can be done on Adenani Igbo and Omenani Igbo and stuff like that if you Google it. Um, but also there's a lot of misinformation about Adenani and Omenani Igbo. Um, but so I may do another episode where I talk a little bit about what that means and the conflicts involved. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to leave it at that. Don't do your research. And if you want to continue the conversation, then you can go to Kenga Nation Facebook group or tweet me at Igbo Lectures, Igbo Lectures facebook uh on twitter tweet me at ebo lectures on twitter or join the ikenga nation facebook group or email me at dewo at ebo um so i guess the question should we celebrate them i think i've answered it uh effectively it really depends on what your personal beliefs and your ideology is um i don't think that nadio i i think we all know that nadio kora for Chimamanda Adichie are not representative of the entire nation of ebo or the entire country of nigeria or all black people we all, I think we can all agree with that without even having a conversation. So the question becomes, what do you believe in and do you want to celebrate them? And if you don't, then that's your prerogative. Uh, but what I will say is please don't go out and start bad mouthing. Uh, I, I personally don't believe in bad mouthing other black people in mixed company. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've explained my own viewpoint uh, effectively. So share yours on Twitter, Facebook, or email me. And yeah, let's continue the conversation. And as always, blossom where you're planted. Bye.